0: So this week is part two of our reflection on the theme of heaven. If you missed last week's, I want to encourage you to jump on the website and, uh, and find it, have a listen to it, uh, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. A number of people seem to find it really helpful, and uh, it will also provide uh, some background to what we're going to touch on this week. But I want to begin today by getting you to reflect for a moment on your own vision of heaven. What is the picture that comes to mind when you imagine heaven? I suspect that for most of us, we're probably thinking of uh, some kind of geographical place, yeah? Maybe an improved version of life now. If you're like me and you're a little bit OCD, you might be thinking of a place that's really clean and orderly and tidy, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe you're thinking of lots of white sand beaches with cocktail bars and, you know, all you can, all you can drink and all of that. Or maybe uh, you're thinking of streets lined with Melbourne's best restaurants, all free of charge. Or if you're a golfer, perhaps the best golf courses you could ever imagine. No bunkers, Right? Trees that somehow never catch your ball. You know? As lovely as all of that is, it doesn't really reflect the picture of heaven that we get from Jesus. He spoke about heaven much more in terms of a relationship than a place. In, in fact, in John 17, he says it explicitly. He says, this is eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who you have sent. See, heaven most simply is being in relationship with God. We enter heaven by entering into the ocean of God's infinite love. Or even more accurately, we enter heaven by allowing this infinite love to enter us. Won't you imagine that there is a small room, maybe the size of a bedroom? And in that room is all of the love that you have experienced in your lifetime and the love that all of humanity has experienced throughout history. All of that love packed into one small room. And then take all of that love and times it by about a billion, right? Lots of love. Now, imagine walking into that room, closing the door. And just being in there with all of that love, can you imagine what it would feel like? It'd feel pretty good, huh? I mean, practically speaking, if we walked into that room today, it would totally overwhelm us and probably kill us. Because, you know, our hearts need to be prepared and purified to handle that amount of love. And that's a topic for another day. But my point is that this intensity of love is more true to the vision of heaven that Jesus gives us. And it's unimaginably better than even the best beaches and golf courses and restaurants. There are so many things that we chase after in life, aren't there? So many values that we pursue in our effort to find happiness. But when Jesus spoke about how to live a happy life, he kept it very simple for us. He, he categorised everything, all the stuff that we chase after. He put it in two categories. The values that lead us towards him, into relationship with him, and the values that lead us away from him. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labour and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. Pursue the values that come to me, that lead you to me. Perhaps the most striking image for me is from uh, John chapter 15. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will do extraordinary things in your life. You will truly live. But cut off from me, then you can do nothing. You cannot ultimately live. See, what Jesus was trying to stress is that heaven is not a place that we get to one day, but it's a relationship that we can start to embrace here and now, and we do that through him. He's saying, I am your access. I am the way into the beauty and the wonder of God's love. This is the unique and the very good news of Christianity, that heaven comes to us in Christ. The love of God is freely available here and now to anyone who is humble and trusting and brave enough to open their hearts to it. Last week, you may remember, I spoke about two sources of evidence that suggest to us the reality of heaven. Well, this is the third source. See, when we, when we, when we experience the love of God, when it sort of touches our heart, it opens us up to a whole new reality. sort of convinces us that there is something beyond. See, we're not talking about a superficial kind of love here, you know, like nice feelings, love, that love, (laughs) infatuation. We're, We're talking about an experience of being deeply known and accepted and treasured. We're talking about a love that reveals to us the truth of who we are and who we can be. Have you ever been loved in that kind of way? Where you just suddenly realise your value? It sort of awakens new possibility in you. That's the kind of love we're talking about. We're talking about the love of God. A love that wants the very best for us. A love that he's cheering us on. A love that he's always got our backs. That he's fighting for us as we sang about in the first song. St. Therese, she spoke about this using the image of a bucket. She says, you know, the more that we pursue relationship with Christ, the more that we allow this love into our hearts, the more that we grow in this love and try and live it out in our lives, she says, the bigger our bucket gets. And the bigger our bucket is, the more capacity we have to receive the life of heaven. Not just now, but in the life to come. The bigger the bucket, the better, right? If this is true, then it should shift the whole perspective of our life because it means that how we live now really matters. Every decision we make, every value that we pursue has eternal significance because it will either uh, increase the size of our bucket, or it will reduce it Saint Therese says that uh, in heaven everyone gets a full bucket, but some people 's buckets are much larger than others because they open their heart more to the love of God during their lifetime. they pursued the values of heaven more in their lifetime now thankfully Jesus doesn't expect perfection from us. His simple instruction was to try your best to put me first. Try your best to seek my truth, to follow my ways, to pursue my will for your life. Try your best to allow me to really and truly be your Lord. This brings us back to our main theme from last week. that is the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. You see, if we truly want to put Christ first in our lives, it is going to cost us. Jesus promised that there would be a cross for all of us to bear. And he, he didn't say this because he wanted to make it hard for us. But because he knew that there is sin and darkness in the world and in our hearts. And darkness always tries to defend itself from the light. There's a very obvious example of this recently in the news, right? The uh, coach of the Essendon Football Club, after one day, after one day in the job, sacked because he was on the board of a church that defended the rights of children in the womb. See, sin in us, sin in the world reacts to the values of heaven the truth is that we, we live in a secular society, that many of the values that are accepted and even celebrated in society uh, are not consistent with the teachings of Jesus. So if we want to seriously pursue relationship with God, if we want to um, prioritise the values of heaven, then it often means swimming against the tide. Against the tide of society, against the tide of our friends and our colleagues, and often against the tide of our own habits. (laughs) It will cost us in some way, maybe personally, socially, economically. We may not have to pay the price without our lives, like many of the martyrs have done uh, throughout the centuries and still today. But there is a martyrdom that we are all called to. It's the martyrdom of dying to self. Jesus spoke about this using the image of the narrow path. Remember that one? He said, said, take the narrow path because that's the one that leads you to life. But it's also more difficult. It requires trust. It requires sacrifice. You see, taking the narrow path means being very intentional about how we use our time and our energy and our money, about what we watch and what we listen to who we spend our time with, just because we have the resources to do whatever we like, to buy whatever we like, to travel and treat ourselves and binge and watch unlimited amounts of shows on Netflix or whatever, just because we can do all that, it doesn't mean that it's good for us spiritually, that it will lead us closer to Christ. In fact, often it's the opposite. See, the narrow path requires us to be measured, to reduce the clutter of things and activity and stimulation in our life so that we have more mental and emotional and spiritual space to grow in God. It requires us to say no even to good things so that we can say a bigger yes to God and to what God is calling us to. It's different for all of us, right? Now, we all experience the cost of the narrow path in different ways, but here are a few examples. Let's say you wanted to live out the value, the heavenly value of generosity towards others. Well, that might mean that you don't buy that extra investment property that you've been searching and hoping for. That might mean that you don't buy that fancy new car that you've been dreaming about. If your thing is to to fly business class, well that might mean choosing economy class <laughs> so you have more to share with those who are in need it will cost us if we want to live the values of heaven let's say you want to live out the value uh, god's value of in, in the area of sexuality that might mean having a difficult conversation with your partner it might actually mean the end of a relationship It might mean that you have to bear the extra expense of living separately until you get married. It's going to cost you to live the values of heaven. If you want to honour the value of the Lord's Day and put a priority on Sunday Mass, worshipping your God, giving thanks, receiving heaven through the sacraments, then that might mean saying no to sport or to other social engagements which of course are good but perhaps not values of heaven, not a priority. They won't expand your bucket like coming to Mass will. So with all the decisions that we make in life, all of the values that we pursue, we need to keep coming back to this all important question, will this lead me and, and if you're a parent lead my family? closer to christ will it help us to grow our bucket so what about you what is the price that you're willing to pay to deepen in your relationship with god and and to expand the capacity of your bucket my encouragement today is just to make one decision that will lead you closer to christ Maybe there's one particular heavenly value that you know you need to pursue more, you need to prioritise. Perhaps there's a boundary that you know you need to put in place so that you can say a bigger yes to God. This brings us finally to our gospel today. Jesus says to his followers, he says, men will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to imprisonment. You will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers, relations and friends, and some of you will be put to death. You will be hated by all men on account of my name, but not a hair of your head will be lost. Your endurance, your faithfulness to me, will win your very lives. Yes, there are costs to following Jesus. There always has been and there always will be. But Jesus' point here is that the cost is always outweighed by the benefit. And that is true now, that when we put Jesus first in our lives, when we pursue the values of heaven, we will discover a new joy and new freedom and new hope and new love. But Jesus promised that this benefit will be fully realised in the life to come, the life that ultimately matters. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful and consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.